0: Welcome to live stream coming from, Landmark Baptist Church in Lyons, Georgia. I want to read uh, some somewhat of a prayer list today. Uh, This is Wednesday night, and we usually have a a round of prayer on Wednesday nights for Wednesday night prayer service. And so I do want to mention some prayer requests. Uh, Some of those that are among us that are the ones that I want to mention is. Brother, uh, Buddy Mann, also Brother Gary Gibbs. And Brother Gary is, is waiting on a, uh, kidney. And so pray for him that he'll soon receive a kidney. Uh, Brother Greg Gibbs, Brother Sam Henry, uh, Sister Tara Powell, and also Brother Billy Ray Stoddard. Remember all those in prayer and pray for them and pray the Lord will see fit to bless them. And I want to, I ask you to remember the, uh, the uh, Dixon family. Uh, Mayor Ronnie Dixon was laid to rest yesterday, and, and I had the honor of preaching his funeral. Uh, and um, So want to remember that family in prayer because they're a very close-knit family, and pray, and pray for that family. And, and any others that need prayer, we don't know who they all are. God knows who they are but uh but uh, pray for all those pray for all those sick uh, uh they um, i just heard today that a a nursing home had had 29 uh positive cases was found in a nursing home remember those people in prayer too and pray for them of course there's many more than that but just those that i just mentioned today not too far from here so remember those in prayer and pray for them So let's go to the Lord in prayer at this time and ask the Lord's blessings upon these requests. Gracious Heavenly Father, I do pray for those that need a prayer. I pray for those that are, that that are sick and those that are ill and those that have ongoing problems in their life as far as health is concerned. And Lord, I know that you have the power to lay your hand of healing upon them. And I know, Lord, right this, right this second, You can heal each and every one of them. But Lord, we know that you do things in your own time, according to your own plan, and according to your own purpose. But Lord, I just pray that if it's in your will, that you'll see fit to watch over these that are in need of prayer. Lord, I pray for our service tonight. I I pray especially for our service this Sunday. We're going to try to get our people back this Sunday and and have a service since they have uh, opened up some of the... Requirements so that we can have people come back, and and we, and we pray for that too, Lord. We pray that you'll watch over that for this Sunday. Now, Lord, go with us and take care of us, for it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <clears throat> I want to um, read read a text today. If, if the text is taken from Psalms one sixteen, and and verse twelve. Says, what shall I render unto the Lord for all of his benefits toward me? That's a very short verse, but that's, matter of fact, we're going to be preaching two messages on this verse. I'm going to be preaching, uh, a Sunday on this same verse. This is something that's sometimes just one verse in the Bible has a a world of, of information in it. And so that's what we, that's why we want to preach on this one verse today because this verse has a world of information in it and so I pray that the, that the Lord will bless you as you listen to it the title of my message tonight is what has he rendered for me what has he rendered for me now he talks about what shall I render what shall I render unto the Lord well that's Sunday we're going to preach on what we, should render unto the Lord, but tonight we're going to preach on what has He rendered uh, for me. Now, how many have thought about what has been rendered for me? Uh, how many, how many people just start to sit around and we got a lot of time to think. How many people just sitting around would, it uh, thinks about, well, what has the Lord done for me in my life? And I want to tell you, when you begin to see and you begin to understand what the Lord has, has done for you, it's, it's just a great blessing because a lot of people just, for some reason, a lot of people forget. I think one place in the scriptures, well, I know it's true. One place in the scriptures, Paul said, Paul said, lest I have, or lest we have forgotten. He's talking about the gospel. He said, lest we have forgotten. Well, you don't, to me, I'll have to say this, I don't see how anybody can forget the first time they ever heard the gospel preached. I know people, uh, there are people who remember when they walk down a church aisle, they can tell you what song was sung when they walked down a church aisle, or they can tell you, uh, they can tell you who, who was the preacher of this, but, uh, just think about it just for a moment. You know, uh, uh, what has, what has the Lord done for me what has he done for me in this Uh, these thoughts are very personal and very sensible considerations Uh, when we sit down and think about what the Lord has done for us what has he done for us this week you know well uh, I went to Walmart today I had my mask on I had my glasses on that go all the way around my eyes and I had everything on and 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 I do believe that the Lord kept people away from me. I really do. And uh, because every aisle I went down, I was the only one in the aisle. And every, every uh, place I went over there, I, I don't think anybody came within, at least within eight or nine feet of me uh, while I was in there. And so I, I, I believe that the Lord took care of me. And the reason I do is it's because before I went in there, I prayed. I sat in my truck, and and I prayed. I said, Lord, I'm going in here now, and I've got to go in here because I had I needed some things for for the church here. And so I went in there, and I got those things, and and I came out. And I, I do believe the Lord was taking care of me during that time. But to determine what the Lord has rendered for me is determined by knowing and understanding what the Lord has done for his children. What does the Lord do for his children? Well, I mean, you can read the Bible. Carmen and I were just talking about it a while ago. You know, you can read the accounts of the Bible, and and it's very clear in what the Lord does for his people. And and whenever you teach people what the Lord has done uh, for his people, then you're teaching them what the Lord can do for you. The Lord doesn't treat any child any different than he does another. Lord doesn't Lord doesn't love one child more than he loves another Lord loves us all he'll ever love us and he loved us but I believe and I teach he loved us before the foundation of the world and and, and I don't believe the Lord loves us any more than he did then and I don't believe when my time comes to 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 leave this world I don't believe the Lord's going to love me any more than he has all the time that I've been uh, preaching for him and living for him uh, in, uh, in my life. But let me challenge each of you tonight to begin to think what the Lord has done for you. So let me help you to consider the answer to this thought. Now, what has the Lord done for me? Or what has the Lord done for you? Well, he has inclined his ear. That's a wonderful thing. I want to tell you, folks, if you haven't if you haven't prayed Psalms one sixteen verses one and two says says I love the Lord because He hath heard my voice and my supplications because He hath inclined His ear unto me therefore will I call upon Him as long as I live. Why, when you know the Lord's listening, you're going to pray. And I'm going to tell you, folks. If, if you don't, if you don't think the Lord's listening to you, most people won't pray very long. They won't pray hard, they, they'll pray hardly any. Uh, if, if, uh, if, if they don't, if they don't know the Lord's listening to them, Lord's listening to us. He, he listens to every breath we take. He listens, he listens to every murmuring sound we make. Uh, he, he listens to us. If we clear our throat, he hears it. And he listens to us. He watches after his children that closely. He's, uh, David, uh, in the in Psalms here, says he has inclined his ear. You may think that he has not. You may think that God didn't listen. But I know he has never turned his ear from his children. Never has. He's never turned his ear from his children. There's scripture that teaches that all through the Bible, that God is constantly listening for those prayers that come up unto him as as. Uh, as as vapors that are sweet smelling as far as god is concerned when you pray to god then then that's sweet for god and that's sweet vapors that that are sent up to him he is always listening for the cry of his hurting child he always does god always listens for the cry of his hurting child just as a mother or father listens for the cry of their own children you know we've got people uh uh, I, I was in a house here, I don't know, some time back, and they had a big, they had a system set up. They had a baby, and they had a system set up, and I, I said, "What's that?" And they said, uh, "If that baby makes a noise anywhere in this house, we can hear it, and said so we, it'll wake us up, and said it depends on how we said it. It said if we said it at nighttime, then the least little sound." The, they call the name of the baby, at least a little sound the baby makes. We're up because we can hear it, but I said, well, I've been a little nosy. I said, well, what does something like that cost? They were talking about how many something like twelve hundred thirteen hundred dollars for something like that. but uh that's the way God is. God listens for every thing that comes from his children. If you know you are one of his then you really need to listen to what he has done for you. You need to listen to what he has done for you. The psalmist says, stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Listen. Listen to what God has for you. Psalms 4 and verse 4. Don't commune with the world. God God never told us anywhere in the Scripture to go out and commune with the world. Don't, don't commune with the crowd god has never told us to do that i see that so much i see people who who won't even peep in a church but when they get out in a crowd boy they're just as noisy and as as and go almost like they're dead when they're in the lord's house but they go out in a crowd and and they just uh they just act just just terrible i mean and the fact the fact is you know um lord says Think up on your bed and just be still. Be still and listen. You'll eventually realize God is listening. God is listening and He is. Don't, don't listen. Don't commune with a group. Don't commune with the family. Commune with your own heart. Don't, don't take and a family says, well, I know the Lord uh, uh, listens to us, uh, but let your own heart tell you that you, that it knows that the Lord listens to, to you. Uh, just remember that and keep that in, uh, you, you, you don't have, to, you don't have to have anybody to, uh, to tell you that the Lord is listening to you because he does listen. The psalmist states, he's, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Psalms. 46 and verse 10 just be still that what what are we talking about what has he rendered for me the only way you're going to know is if you have some kind of a communication with god in the stillness of your own heart and your own soul it's the only way you're going to know what god has done for you again also he has delivered from the pains of death delivered from the pains of death I, i'm in Psalms 116 verses 3 and 4, he has delivered from the pains of death, not only the pains of physical death. I know a lot of people are very concerned about that in these days. You know, I was, um, I was talking to a lady today, and uh, she said, well, the doctor's already told me if I get this virus, I won't live through it, because he said, you've got too many underlying problems and uh well, they don't have to tell me because all they have to do is just say, "Well, if you're overweight then then and then i'm I'm one of those but uh but that's uh the Lord has Lord delivers us from the pains of physical death, but also the pains of spiritual death. The Lord lives I tell you if I ever woke up one morning and realized the Lord wasn't there. I don't know if I can make it through the day. If I, if I ever sit back there in my study and it ever comes to my mind when the Lord's not here with me, it scares me to death. And, and so we, we got, we've got to always realize that He has delivered us from all those pains. He delivered us from those things. You'll, you'll never see a time when you're, you're alone because the Lord will always be there. He'll always be there with you. He delivered from the pains of death and not only physical death, but spiritual death. The psalmist says, For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. Psalms 116 and verse 8. He says, He said, For thou hast delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. You know, sometimes, sometimes there's a lot of things happen in this life that brings tears to our eyes uh, I preached that funeral yesterday and there was a time when I teared up because I was very close to Mayor Ronnie Dixon he was my friend and uh, and so um, you know sometimes we can't help it but but he wipes those away you know we we say well I can't wait to get to heaven where there be no tears there can be no tears here now Because God can wipe all of those away. He can take all of those away. And my feet from falling. There was a time when David said, I I almost slipped. He said, I I saw, I saw my, I saw my feet slipping. I can't remember what Psalm that is. I believe Psalm 70 or one of those. He said, "I, I, I, I knew my feet was slipping. And he said, the reason being is because he said, I looked around me and I watched everybody else. You know one one of the worst things we can do is look around and see what everybody else is doing. Always, always keep in mind on what's in your heart. And just like somebody came up to me after the funeral yesterday and and they said, uh, "I know that came from your heart." And I said, "Well, it did and but anyway, uh, we we need to listen to our own heart what our own heart's telling us. Listen, folks. It 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 is as the great apostle Paul who said, "Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory?" The sting of death is, and I I added something here in parentheses because of of sin, because that that's not in the Greek, but well, it's in the Greek, but it's not in in the King James. Uh, The sting of death is. And I added, because of sin, and the strength of sin is the law, but thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord jesus christ i mean what what do we have to fear? What do we have to worry about what do we what do we have to be concerned about in this life? because God has rendered everything we need to us to live a happy and joyous life why Why can't we? Why can't we do that? Why why do we have to uh uh sit around and, and and mope and go on because we just don't feel like things are going our way. Things are going just exactly the way God wants them to go. Even today, you know we had somebody call me today and and they said, uh, "Don't you think?" I said, "I want your opinion on this." I said, "Don't you think that the devil has a lot to do with what's going on today. I said, of course he does. I said, the devil's going to use everything he can to draw people away from God, and and he's going to do that. You know, I, I heard somebody say on television some time back that uh, uh, that uh, uh, why does God do this to us? Why does God do this to us? I, I just I just don't believe that a God would do this to us. Uh, and, and those those things like that statements like that, but uh, yes, I mean the devil's going to use it, he's going to use it but but the thankful to be the God that that uh he says that he has dealt bountifully bountifully with his children, he has dealt bountifully with his children psalms one sixteen verse seven he says he has dealt bountifully with his children, boy, what does that mean? That means that God has given them. Everything they can, they can stand. He's given, he's given them everything they can stand. Everything they can take, God has given it to them. Everything they can take, He has given it to them bountifully. God doesn't give out little handfuls of stuff. God gives, God gives things out bountifully. God, God gives to His children because He loves to give to His children. He loves His children. He loves to give to them. A lot of modern Christians never see the dealings God's hands <clears throat> never never see the dealings from God's hands out to His children. They never see it because you know you you somebody can mention something about God dealing with somebody and and, and they they don't understand it like that. They don't understand it like that. They uh, I had somebody say. Here the other day, said, well, if anybody gets sick, that's their own fault. It's not. It's not. Did you know that we're going to open our services up Sunday, Lord willing? We're going to open our services up. Did you know one child can carry the disease right in here? One child that don't even know they have it can carry the disease in here. Uh, one young person, one teenager, can carry the disease in here because there's a lot of teenagers uh, that will have it, but they'll never know they have it because they never have any symptoms. They're ne- they're never sick. They never feel sick for some reason, and so that's uh that's to say that if if you get sick, it's your own fault. Then you're you're going over a God that has control of everything. And I believe that the love for the world and the things in the world takes these blessings away from some modern Christians. You know, we, we don't, we don't see the thing, you know, when, you know, we, we as God's children, you know, I believe in chastisement. I believe God chastises his children. I believe when they do wrong and I believe that God chastises his children. But you know, very few people believe that anymore. They really do. Very few people believe that. If you want to go out and ask, talk to people about these things. Talk to people about chastisement of God. And they'll just, they'll laugh at you. They'll, they'll say, they'll say, well, uh, God doesn't do anything like that. That's not, that's not the God that I serve. But, but, you know, God chastisement is, is taken, is, is If Some of them don't receive it and they never see it. They never understand what it's like. I tell you, if you want get if you want to get your life back in shape you just let God chastise you has it ever happened to this pastor it has happened to this pastor I'm telling you it has happened to this pastor because we sometimes we get we get carried away we get we get carried away with things and 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 but God God sometimes he sets us straight and sometimes God's whipping is a lot worse than my mom used to whip. My mom used to. My mom was a tyrant, and when it came to whipping, but God, God sometimes can 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 really can really pour it on. Some dealings may not be good. Some dealings that God has with us, God's bountiful dealings with us, sometimes dealings may not be very may not be so good. You know, that's the last last thing I want is for God to whip me. I'd whole lot rather my mom whip me. I'd whole lot rather that somebody just come up and bust me upside the head with the fist than to have God be angry with me and upset with me. It'd be a terrible thing. Some dealings may not be so good. Some dealings may be very good. They may be very good. Some dealings may be very good with us, you know, you know, you know, when we When we have need of something and we know God's listening to us and we pray about it and God deals with us in a way that we understand that that's God dealing with us, that's good. That's good for us. That's, that's good in our sight. And, and, uh, uh, but we do know, but we, we, but we can be assured that all dealings were dealt out of His glory and for our good. You can be sure of that. I don't care how God deals with you. You know, you, you know, you can complain about chastisement, but that is that is going to be eventually for your good, and it is certainly for God's glory. God, the Bible says that uh, that it uh, the Lord was was happy when they when they when they uh crucified His Son. I'm just paraphrasing that in in Isaiah 53 chapter. Said, said, God, God was, God was happy when they chatted. Well, do you understand that? I, I don't understand that. But, uh, that's what the Bible teaches. You know, God turned His own face upon His own Son just for you and me. Because of our sins, because of what we did, God turned His face upon His own Son. And that's when Jesus cried out, from the tree said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You know, God didn't have to forsake him. God could have sent legions of angels down and delivered him off of that tree in, 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 in seconds. But God saw fit to turn his, his eyes away from his son being, uh, crucified there. But you know, uh, that's, that, that wouldn't be good in our sight. But it was for God's glory and certainly it was for our good that God did such a thing. It was for our glory, it was his glory, and it's for our good what God has done for us. The Bible says He supplies all of our needs. Do you really believe that? You really believe today you out there in, in uh uh listening to this, do you really believe that God supplies all of our needs? What do you have need of today, child of God? I've often said many times, people have heard me say it here, if you believe God owes you anything, stand up and let it be known that God owes you something. You know, you can't you can't stand up and say, God owes me this or God owes me that. God, God, God never lets us go without supplying to us. He says He He supplies all our need. Also it says, He has given us A righteous robe a ring for our finger and shoes on our feet do you really believe that you really believe God has done all of that do you really believe that right to this day if you're saved today that you're wearing a righteous robe that God has got to you I remember old brother up there in, in Ohio I went to a Bible conference matter of fact I preached in it but this old brother preached sometime before I did and and he said in there he said the best deal i ever made he said when i took off that robe, that robe of filth of rags and the lord gave me that robe of righteousness that's a that's the best gift that god's ever given any of us we can wear that robe of righteousness every day of our life we can wear it we can wear it and we can be thankful to god that that we have that robe of righteousness we can be thankful to god that we have that that ring on our on our finger which means That we belong to Him. That's possession. That ring represents possession. That represents that we belong to Him. You know, as we wear that ring, people, people knows that we, we belong to God and and we belong to Him and then shoes on our feet. What stops us from going and telling people about the Lord? He's given shoes for our feet. He gives us shoes. Bible, Bible says that the, the people are blessed. Those that go and and walk for the Lord and do for the Lord. He's He's given us shoes for our feet. But do you really believe that? And then lastly, tonight, He has freed us from sin. Psalms 116 and verse 16. Look what it says. Psalm 116 and verse 16 says, O Lord, truly, truly, I am thy servant. I am thy servant. And the son of thine handmaid, thou hast loosed my bonds. Oh, boy. Does sin have you bound up today? Does, does sin have you to where that you can do nothing else but sin? I want to tell you, folks, uh it bothers me that people sometimes can have more fun in sin than they can sitting in the house of God. I'm, I'm going to tell you, folks, if you're not... If you're not anxious to get back to the house of God, I'm talking about landmark Baptist church people. If you're not anxious to get back to, to serving God, then there's something wrong with you. If you, if you love the world so much that you, you're glad that we haven't had church. Are you glad that we haven't had church? I hope not. I hope you're not glad of that. I want to tell you Israel, Israel went for 70 years. And never got to worship when they were when they were uh in the hands hands of Babylons. They 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 went for 70 years and they never got to worship. Boy, when the time came for them to go up to up to Jerusalem and worship. Boy, they worshiped. Ezra went up there and he opened up the worship. And when he he pulled out the word, he held it up. He was at the pulpit. He held it up, and everybody stood up. And boy, they they were rejoicing. They were now worshiping again. You know, I hope and pray that uh, that you will realize that this Sunday is going to be a great day. What 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 bonds has he has he loosened? Well, let me answer that for you: the bonds of sin, the bonds of doubt, and the bonds of fear. He has released all those things. Let me tell you, folks, uh, uh sin binds people up. They just can't get rid of it. They can't get over it. I remember a preacher one time got tied up into pornography, and they asked him one time, they said, What's the matter? He said, I can't stay away from it. He said, It's got me. I can't stay away from it. And so he, he went to two or three churches, and he went forward in the churches, and he told the churches... You know that 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 he was bound up with sin as far as pornography was concerned, and but he just went right out, right out, right after that, and he was still doing the same thing. And let me let me tell you folks, the bonds of sin are terrible bonds. And then you have the bonds of doubt. Whew. I tell you, if you sit around all day doubting your salvation, that's binding. That's binding. I'm telling you, that's binding. That's the most binding thing ever was, is to be in doubt of your salvation. Because I want to tell you folks, any of us, especially myself and, and uh, other older folks like me, we, we just, we live from day to day. We live from day to day, you know, we live from day to day because I get up morning, sometime mornings, and I say, Lord, uh, this may be the day that you're going to call me home. I go with that all the time and and i I say lord i I hope and pray that uh, it's easy and it goes easy if this is the day. if this is the day, well, one day he's going to one day he's going to call everyone of us into counting, and I pray that that you have you've had those bonds lifted that bond of fear it's not is that enough for you or are are you looking? For something else. Is that is that not enough? That God has, has freed us from sin. He's freed us from, from doubt. He's freed us from fear. Is that not enough? I think it's enough. I, I, don't, I don't think we should be looking for anything else. Now I want to say that I will finish this message Sunday morning. The title of the second part will be What Shall I Render Unto Him? Now this is what he has rendered unto us, but we'll be one, what have I rendered unto him. So let's be dismissed this time in prayer and then uh, we'll, we'll be finished. Gracious Heavenly Father, again, we're so thankful that you bless us. We're thankful that you have, uh, been with us. I'm thankful, Lord, that, that you have, uh, that you, that you bless this message. And Lord, I pray that each person that listened to it was, is blessed tonight. Lord, I pray that you'll go with us and take care of and bring us, bring us back here Sunday, Lord. Let let folks realize Sunday, Lord, that it's it's going to be a a, a sort of a new thing in their life, uh, other than what they've been doing. And Lord, I pray that everyone is looking forward to come back and worship You, for it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.